0: Welcome to Calculated <laughs> Nonsense. I'm Kyle. And I'm Paul. Cool.
1: Thanks for joining us again today. Um, appreciate all you guys viewing our videos, subscribing to our page. I think we're up to like 15 subscribers. All right. Woo! Sweet. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh But last week, I made the mistake of saying that we changed our format so we could get our sh- videos shorter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work. It lasted. Last week's video was like an hour and a half mm-hmm. um, again, and that's because we did what we do—we we talk and talk and talk and talk. And so we thought we'd we'll do this week's video, and it's going to be short because we did a film instead of a, um, instead of a whole series. And then like our our notes on stuff to talk about—we have so many notes to talk about, um, but we'll try to be quick with them. I, th- I think we can be. I think quick. we, can, we I can can be, be quicker than an hour and a half. But if not,
0: no. if sorry. Cares, watch it. <laughs> keep watch keep it watching it, all. it anyway. Watch
1: all the video um so uh well let's let's jump into things and uh and we can talk about what's happened uh what's happened to us since uh, last week's episode
0: so last week was watchman right yep well since then got a haircut there you go Mm-hmm. did you styles? wear a mask? I, I did. Yeah, I did wear a mask. Cool. It's uh, it's really annoying. I had to wear a trash bag. Like they can't, the the Just hairstylist the can't can't reuse the yeah, the, the, the capes. little cape or yeah. whatever. So I had to hold one end of a trash bag while she draped it around me so that she nice. could. So my
1: my mom cuts my hair. She's she was licensed. My mom does too. Licensed cosmetologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does uh, does mine. So I don't have to wear a mask or I could use a reusable cape. So it's just like <laughs> <Yeah. annoying. laughs> oh,
0: I'm spoiled over here. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm about I'm about dude. And I I so I've only had one person ever cut my hair. Is no two two people ever cut my hair outside of my mom. um
0: Did your mom get upset with you?
1: No, my mom gets upset with me that I don't find somebody down here to cut my hair. <laughs>
0: yeah, my mom. Gets but it's
1: like it's it's just it's not that I wouldn't pay somebody to do it. It's just that
0: I got I yeah.
1: enjoy doing getting my hair cut. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like our thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, my well, I got my hair cut one time outside of my mom, and she got a little bit upset. Yeah. And she's like, "Why don't you just talk to me about my schedule?" And I'm like, "I tried, but you were like super busy and you're overwhelmed with stuff, and I needed it done." So I went to the person. She goes, "I wouldn't be time for you." And I'm like, "I, know, but like you were overwhelmed, and I don't want to add <laughs> to it." And she got really upset with me, so I've not, I have not done haircuts outside of her. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But what about with you?
1: What about with me? Not much. Just, just getting constantly frustrated with like everything that's going on the, and all the, all the drama that yeah, you pay you're watching like, the news and stuff oh man it, it's so frustrating because it's like everything that's going on there's 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 like zero attempt to like pull people together and it's like so much about like driving that wedge between people and creating harder. more and more division and and social media doesn't help that because, oh, you know, God, I see, no. I see people on social media posting <clears throat> stuff and, and, I mean, people like denouncing family members who oh yeah don't agree and just like straight up saying, you know, I'm ashamed that you sh- that we share a last name. And, and it's like, how about instead of shaming and doing that stuff, how about, how about try to educate them? Yeah. Have a conversation. Have a conversation. Don't, don't drive that wedge. That's, Frankly, it's it's childish to drive a wedge instead of having a conversation, and um, yeah, just just a lot of frustration out there, and a lot of division, and and a lot of just just ugliness. And uh, it's just, it's it's been an interesting.
0: Didn't you get your meal paid for by a woman, though? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh you're yeah. talking about all this so ugliness. That was, like, that
1: was like the worst. That was like the worst day like that's where i saw most of the stuff like you like said the, the person denouncing their family member's last name and stuff I, I saw that and and it frustrated me so much and i, I actually i called yeah, you, you when i was on my way home and i was like i gotta tell you about this because this is frustrating and i told you that whole story um and then i i went to dare so so we were at Platinum timber we were open late and so i think it was like last thursday um, so yes, I left, left here it's like it's like 9.30 and so I, there's limited places open so I was like I'm, I'm gonna get some ice cream I'll stop by Dairy Queen well then I got there and I was like well I didn't eat either and so so I got so I got some food and I got some ice cream and and Dairy Queen is surprisingly expensive yes yeah. um, so yes. this so I was I was angry about this lady on social media and this guy guy's like total's like 1970 something and I was just like what what did i get chicken sandwiches made of gold good lord 1970 so i thought whatever uh but there was there was a person in front of me and uh and i noticed they they'd sat at the window for a long time and so i pulled up behind him and and i could see that the lady in the car kept looking back and then the guy came to the window, and I thought, God, this is taking forever. What's going on? And the guy comes to the window, and, and she hands him cash, and then she pulls the cash back, and then you can see him go through her center console or purse and grabs a card and hands him a card, and she kept looking back, and I just thought, what? what's this? I don't know who this lady is. She's got a Tennessee license plate. I don't know who she is. What does she keep looking at me for? Mm-hmm. So she drives off, and I pull up, and I hand my card to the guy at the window, and and he's like, oh, the lady in front of you took care of that. She took care of it. She bought it. And, and I just started laughing because I thought, this lady's probably thinking, it's 940 I'm going to pay for this guy's yeah. ice cream. And, uh, and then she hands him cash and he's like,
0: that's,
1: like- <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> and so she has to get a card out because she's unknowingly paying for this guy's $20 worth of dirty. <laughs> At nine forty at night, and so I found that, and and, and uh, the guy at the window was like, "Yeah, she didn't seem super excited about paying <laughs> for that, uh, but once she said it, I think she felt bad if she would have pulled it back, so she paid for it anyway." So, uh, lady, if you're out there, I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, it, it definitely made me less angry about the day. The uh, the world. Uh, yeah, at, at at the day. Yeah, for sure. It was uh, that was that was funny, <laughs> and I I could only imagine like this lady going. Just cursing down the street like who gets twenty dollars worth of dairy queen at nine forty at nine? Like
0: gosh. Obviously Kyle. There's nothing how how American is that to offer to help and then find out that it's gonna be a lot Yeah, and, and I imagine if if there was somebody
1: behind me I probably would have paid for theirs too, but there was nobody behind me. Mm-hmm. Because who goes to Dairy Queen at nine forty at I, night when it yeah. goes at ten. But they were still pretty
0: busy. Yeah, places. I bet they were. But, ice cream, Yeah, ice cream.
1: yeah. Uh, their ice cream machine doesn't great.
0: break as much as McDonald's either.
1: Yeah, I don't ever get ice cream. At yeah, well, it's,
0: no. it's, it's, most of the time it's broken anyway. So it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. I don't get it either. So,
1: but yeah, that's really the most exciting thing that's happened since our last episode. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, uh, like spot on ten o'clock. Um, I did get a notification from BBC that um uh, they've they've pinpointed a, a drug that does work against coronavirus. Yeah, de- dexamethasone, which is like a super cheap steroid, um, is, is one of the drugs they've been testing. And the UK they said that had they known about this initially, it would have saved like five thousand lives. what in great britain like dexamethasone i guess works against coronavirus so that's really cool and that's breaking news for us this awesome Mm -hmm. small podcast um there's not a lot of sources out right now although it seems like every week we're pretty relevant yeah we were on point with the punisher stuff like the next day that stuff released although for for viewers it was a week later and then hbo max cut and go and now that happened last week and um but yeah so we're pretty on point but that's a really cool that's really cool Did, how many
0: studies are we talking about like, I think like, I think it, I
1: pulled it up so I'm going to pull my cell phone out here because I, I I do think I saved it here uh,
0: but what's the end of like the number of participants in the study and stuff
1: like that it cut the risk of death by a third for patients on ventilators for those on oxygen it cut deaths by a fifth about 19 out of 20 patients with coronavirus recover without being admitted to the hospital dexamethasone.
0: So they tested 20 people.
1: No, I'm sure they tested more. In the trial led by a team from Oxford, about 2,000 hospital patients were given dexamethasone and compared with more than 4,000 who were not. Hmm. Cut the risk of death from 40% to 28. On ventilators for those needing oxygen, it cut the risk of death from 25% to
0: 20%. Cuz they we didn't we have this then they have something similar happen with the hydroxychloroquine.
1: Yeah, but that would have been and even a lot, the president
0: started taking it.
1: That would have been a lot bigger. But that, but see, that's that, that's the annoying thing. So the hydroxychloroquine was like, if you have coronavirus, take it. Mm-hmm. So he starts taking it and saying, "I'm taking it for preventative measures." Well, that doesn't that didn't that was not the point. And then he, and that's a major like, um, what is that used for? That's used for lupus. Mm-hmm. And so like. Like that's a serious like they need that drug if you have lupus. Yeah. And so he recommended people start buying and hoarding this drug that did, didn't work. And so the lupus communities up in art like freaking yeah. out because that's a big. Deal. I gotta get that. And it's expensive. Dexamethasone's super cheap, which is really good for countries that are pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Um, so dexamethasone. Hopefully, hopefully we learn more over the next couple of weeks. And yeah, it, I hope it, it turns it out works. That, that works. So, yeah, that'd be. Would be awesome. That'd be yeah, great. it'd
0: be really good to drop it by twenty percent or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be anything to drop the death rate. Honestly, would be good.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, because we're at we're at a lot of death right now. And yeah, that yeah, true.
1: But not as much as the flu, right? Oh Isn't that what? Uh, yeah, that's what they all say. What That's says. what they said.
0: Oh my gosh! You can just it's probably the true.
1: It's probably true when you talk like, "Oh, we, we may have more flu deaths this year than coronavirus deaths," but uh, the key word is "this year," not in the past two months. Yeah. So when you take that, you should see it like you the, take the past two months and you use uh, the simple thing called uh, multiplication. <laughs> and, uh, you you say it. simple, but I don't. <laughs> I, that's
0: a bit of a reach for some of them. Then
1: it's then it's a much bigger number. So. But but we digress a little bit. Let's uh um any any other stories that happened to you this week or should we jump into jump dog, into our dog got
0: his cone off. He's doing well. He got his cone off already? Yeah, he's recovered.
1: Good. He's probably um, still disappointed that he
0: No, he's being really clingy now. It's a little bit weird. He's uh, not normally a clingy dog. Clingy like like, like pet me, give me legs. attention. No, no, not not like that. No, no, just attention. Like, uh like, he does these things where he gives little small barks instead of because if he barks, we just kind of ignore it. Um, <laughs> but if he does a little small little uh, a ruse and stuff like that, we give him attention just because it's quieter. Yeah. Know, like he he's starting to do that more often now. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. but he's yeah he's okay. He's good.
1: Well, that's good. I don't have anything else, so... Uh, That's good, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into our main topic for, for this week's episode. Right. So, this week we decided to go with a movie rather than, yeah. than a TV show. Um, and uh, our choice... Actually... Um, we we our first choice was not what we ultimately decided on Yeah. Uh, but you you sent me a message and said hey let's do this movie instead cuz it's newer and like really new and uh, and it's just came out yeah just came out it's on uh, amazon prime um, and it's called it's in the
0: ultra HD too it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot yeah you yeah it's, it. that's
1: what it's really interesting so it's in it's in UHD ultra HD and it's in standard HD um But for those of you at home who may not know what's the difference um when when they film in standard high definition um, the color palette is still very flat it's very um generic color patterns when you go to ultra hd um, there's a lot more adjustment uh, from a color perspective so um and, and in this movie it's not necessarily about like making bright colors Mm-hmm. It's more about darks. deepening the darks. Yeah. yeah. So on standard high def, um, darks become more gray, where on Ultra HD, dark is dark. And, uh, and it really makes it <coughs> really rich. Yeah, and, definitely uh, hit
0: the uh, UHD. Definitely
1: get UHD. Yeah. Before
0: you watch it, definitely make sure it's UHD. Uh,
1: but the, the movie we decided to go with was uh, on Amazon Prime, and it was called The Vast of Night. Mm-hmm. Um so, it's uh, a really cool little, really cool little flick. Um, it's the director's first film. Yep. Um, like, it's like an hour and a half long. Really two. first anything. Yeah, 89 minutes. Um, first anything. I think if you look his IMDb up, he's got one credit and it's for like writing, direct, directing, executive producer, and it's just this. It's just just, just He this. did yeah, all film. of this show. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's all him. So, that's really cool. So, um, Vast of Night, we'll give you kind of a little bit of a brief description and then... Uh, um, if you haven't watched it, we'll do our little spoiler countdown. But uh, Vast of Night um, set in the fifties.
0: Yep, set in the fifties.
1: Um, in New Mexico, and it follows really follows two characters. And there's really not a lot of real characters, real characters that have any really superior importance to the story. Um, but it follows uh, two teenagers, um, although. They seemed very different in age at the very yeah. beginning until she's like, oh, I'm 16 years old. He is, he's not, I don't think they ever state his age, but I think according to, to the director, he's, he was 18.
0: Yeah, that's what uh, I was going
1: to say. But so follows a, a radio, a high school uh, student that is a late night radio DJ and a 16 year old girl who's a First switchboard board. operator, which... Um, most of you watching probably have no idea what the heck a switchboard is. So mm-hmm. um, definitely worth watching and definitely gives you a very – I feel like a very good insight into what it was probably like in the 50s. Yeah. Um, from a language perspective, um, a people oh, perspective yeah. – um, the, the small town perspectives. I mean, I, I I could certainly relate to the yeah, that like, small town. Everybody's stat. at the basketball game tonight, and it's like, yep, that's yeah. Welcome to Indiana. Yeah, yeah basically. welcome to Indiana. <laughs> yeah, everybody is going to the game on Friday night. So
0: have, have their sayings and the stories are of. I mean, they tell the same story multiple times about the squirrel. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> they just and it turns <laughs> out it was wrong. It's yeah. a chipmunk. Like that is that is <laughs> that is. That is our town to a T. It it's funny, yeah. So it follows follows these
1: two characters, um, and basically, um, I, I think it's it's uh, it's certainly implied that there might be a um, maybe a romantic connection, at least at least a pining for each other mm-hmm. um, throughout the story. But basically, what happens is when they get to their prospective jobs, um, a mysterious. Um, audio noise Sound. comes uh, comes through, and uh, mysterious things start happening in the community, um, and they kind of team together to investigate mm-hmm. what's going on. Yep. Um, so uh, that's kind of a description of Vast of Night. We don't want to get too I was say into... all of that
0: is also in the trailer, so you're not we're not spoiling yep, we're not anything. Spoiling if you watch anything the trailer. We're at, yep. Watch the trailer.
1: Read the little description. Pretty much get what we get out of that, or what we gave you there. Um, but now. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and count down our, our five-second spoiler countdown. Um, if you haven't watched it, stop the video right now. Uh, go watch it. Come back and fast forward to this point, and, uh And continue on with uh, With, our with video. this video later. Okay, so if you're still watching, it means you have already seen the video or you just don't care about spoilers. Yeah. I'd be the guy that don't care about yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I'd probably I, just plow through anyway. it to I tend to read ahead, watch watch reviews before. I, I don't mind because um, it, it's very obvious to me. Maybe it'll be obvious to you guys as well. Um, I watch movies very differently from other people. I pick up on things. I, I enjoy watching the uh, directors, directors uh, the writers, writers. And- uh, um, and, and what they do with the character and character development and catching all the little things in the background that yeah. um, the you would think the oh these too. guys just threw a bunch of stuff in the background well no that's mm-hmm. not true everything is very calculated in these films at least in most cases um, and uh, we'll talk about that They some did of those a, they, I think they did
0: a very good job with the with the film in general yeah. and my like the very first you gotta be paying attention. I'm so glad I had subtitles off for the first couple of scenes. Oh yeah, because they are just they're just blowing through. Yeah, that's thousands miles an hour. Oh my gosh, and it's it's full of colloquialisms and idioms and mm-hmm. like 50s language speak yep. that you like have to slang like puzzle terms, out. Yeah. Slang in the 50s is very the, different. The than best slang part here. was
1: was the when he gets there and the the. Uh, I picture her as like librarian. Yeah, uh, she's got the, the glasses for it. She's got like, the glasses for this it. This older, older lady, and she's like, "Oh, uh, hey, good, Everett, you're here. Let's." Uh, oh yeah. Well, so the main characters of the yeah. story are Everett and Fay. So those are those are really the, the big characters that that matter the most. Um, and so so this old lady comes in. She's like, "Everett, I'm glad you're here. Um, we need we need you to take a look. Uh, her husband needs him to take a look at the electrical electrical." Because Everett is the local radio DJ. And and from what, what I took from the film, he's the he's the guy that everybody in town goes to when there's issues. Yeah. Uh, from a tech perspective. But even whenever they
0: get up there, he's like, I'm at Emmert, not Everett.
1: Yeah. And she's like, but I asked you clearly if this was the case. When, yeah. And this is Emmett. Emmett works at the radio station. No, Everett. Everett's Everett like, works No, Uh Emmett works down at, uh, down at the electrical company. And I work at the radio station, but Emmett worked at the radio, and they just the old person yeah, gabbing yeah, back yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah. And it was, it was really really uh, really funny? Those, that's
0: the small town feel and everything yeah. there too.
1: Yeah. Well. Oh, and you're I mean you're seeing this 1950s gym. You've got you've got like the basketball players in the short shorts. You've got the oh, cheerleaders yes. in like their long long sleeve sweaters and their ankle length uh, Skirt. skirts skirts. Um, later on in the film, you see that, that little kid who's, like, riding his big wheel yeah! radio flyer scooter around the gym while they're playing basketball. And, like, fans standing right on the court. And um, that, was, that was really, really neat. Um, but the beginning.
0: Yeah, they're going a million miles million an hour. A million
1: miles an hour is very stark contrast to the end of the film, which yeah. we'll get to later. Um, but for like the last ten minutes, there's like no
0: dialogue. It's, yeah, there's no dialogue so the, at all.
1: The, really, the 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 film itself is very dialogue driven. Um, it's very character, character driven. driven. Um, there's you know, it, it doesn't rely on action to no. you know tell its story, which is which is very unique. Because a lot of really a lot of movies that have this type of um, yeah, theme do rely on a lot of action. Um, and this one doesn't. It's a lot of dialogue, and that's that's really cool. Um, it's really different. Um, you don't see it a lot, uh, but this film is certainly very homage. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it was really, very... from beginning to end, it is very. Mu- I mean, literally from the beginning, um, it is an homage.
0: To, to um, yeah. To and it's it's shot in the style of the.
1: Uh, the the twilight zone. twilight zone. Yes. Yeah. So so when the film opens, uh, it opens to um, just a beautiful i'm sure i'm sure it's digitally created uh, it would, yeah. would be really cool if it was real but that the old school television um that they put it in so basically just like with Watchmen, you know the the comic within a comic the TV show within a movie the the movie within a tv show um uh, uh vast of night is a tv show within a film yeah um so it's uh it it, they call it paradox theater which is a clear like literally they're going through the beginning um opening which is is just parallels twilight zone um so that that's kind of the first big uh easter egg egg. you could call it is that the that it is an homage to the twilight zone and, and they let you know that throughout um so what what you're watching is um is really on tv but it's not real and yeah um you know the it really adds to the story that you know hey, this is not really happening but it could happen yeah it, real it real zooms
0: out to the tv a couple times when the couple scene times, changes yeah. and whenever things get real intense and like they pull back or whenever there's a heavy action scene They'll like whenever she's running, mm-hmm. and like they're going to the library. It's they zoom the out, and it's just them watching the watching the TV screen from the old TV show.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so that that was kind of the first real Easter egg into it. Um, was that it's filmed very much like the Twilight? Actually, the whole thing um, was filmed very much like the Twilight Zone. When when the Twilight Zone originally came out, um, it was filmed on a very small uh, back lot at Universal. Um, and that's the feel that um, that the director uh, Andrew Patterson wanted you to feel here was that you wanted it to look like, hey, this is filmed on a small set in a back lot somewhere. Um, and so that, that was really, really neat uh, to see. But, so so when we, we first meet Everett, he's walking into the gym um, to, to do his thing, um, we quickly meet Faye who, at the moment when we first meet Faye and she just kind of pops down and is like, Hey Everett, can you teach me how to use my,
0: my new recorder, my
1: new recorder, my Weston house, mm-hmm. new recorder. Um, uh, I just thought I was just going to be another throwaway character. Like, yeah. Like some of the other characters she just pops out of nowhere. Pop in, boom, and pop, boom, out. Of pop in and pop out. Um, but she, she is ultimately our, our female, uh, lead protagonist, mm-hmm. uh, in the film where Everett is our male protagonist in the film. Um, you don't know what a protagonist is read up here it's going to be on the wall um but so so Faye ultimately at that point uh comes down and and he kind of teaches her the ropes he's a radio dj He's kind of showing her here has here's how you record stuff and here's what to say and and that's where he gives her the cayuga cayuga queen yeah uh, radio name and gives her own idea for her show when they're interviewing people out in their cars um but then uh, then the second big Easter egg pops up uh, when they're interviewing uh, a family in their car. In their car Those eating. Really, yeah, they're yeah. in their car eating. It was a really unique uh, exchange because stuff that happens like the gossip in a, in a small town, you know, uh, they lean in and she's asking him about bacon, bacon, 940. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard it in a war movie, bacon, bacon, 940 or something like that, and... The guy's like, I think you mean breaker, breaker, breaker. breaker. <laughs> uh, and it would be like what breaker, breaker one nine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, breaker, breaker! I told you that's that's probably what it was. And yeah. and then the le- the mom leans over and is like, Everett, have you heard about the Grimaldi family? And they start going into gossip. And as soon as they said Grimaldi, I was like, awesome, um, because I'm I'm a I'm a movie buff, and uh, uh, the Grimaldi family, the Grimaldi. Uh, is the same last name of the the main character uh, in the 1956 film Invasion of the Body Snatchers, um, and mm-hmm. actually in the very beginning, when they show that on the television, they show you that they're in Cayuga, New Mexico, uh, in the San Mirio Valley, and and so the San Mirio Valley is not a not really no, it's place. it's fictional. Um, but the place where the Grimaldi family lived in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers was the Santa Mira. Uh, valley um, so another another close connection there at least um, so that was the second one not that all that's that's really yeah cool. that one so, was pretty cool so now we've got Twilight Zone and now now we've got invasion of the body snatchers which is a, an alien movie mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of hint on aliens uh, in the title vast of night and in the description and so and in the trailer kind of and the trailer they're kind of leading you that direction um, of aliens mm-hmm. so um, but then they kind of, from there, they kind of, the, the people in the car start bickering about, oh, oh don't really tell like them you. about these people's business and that's stuff that happens in real life. Like just keep your nose out of your own, bu- yeah, keep your, yeah. nose in your own business and, uh, but then they go, they go walking, uh, from, from there back towards, uh, Faye's place of work, which is, uh, the switchboard, switchboard. and, uh, and we get a really cool interaction while they're using her, uh, recorder uh, where she goes into her magazine stories.
0: Oh, yes. The, that was really cool. It was really cool. It was like really it stood was like, to me. It was
1: like, man, those, and I, I searched and looked everywhere for those, and they were they're, they're real, real. real articles. They're, they real, real, they're articles. real articles. And uh, We used they, to have them
0: at school. Like, we used to have those articles. Uh, we had an older teacher who had been teaching forever, mm-hmm. and he was a popular mechanics and uh, Popular science. Uh, popular science. Mechanics. And modern mechanics Yeah. Uh, kind of guy, and he had these freaking, yeah. he had these articles it was and stuff. Really
1: cool. So they they talk about uh, the
0: electric electronic drive the car that drives yeah. itself.
1: it was really neat too. And they're like, yeah, the uh, the electric car from uh, RC. Uh, yeah, RCA. the RC car. Yeah, the RC car. Um, so you know, you, you picture you picture your little controller yeah. and your little car, and. and uh, and then she, they're talking about like, and the car has automatic drive, mm-hmm. and, and it slows and down it whenever slows you, get down when you get traffic, traffic. and and um, the GPS that pops in over the radio comes over your radio, tells you tells where you when to turn, which is which is really neat. She goes, she says something about um, when you get to your exit, and I thought, yeah. 1950s, it looked like you're on dirt roads. Like, did they have exits then? Uh, but but they did at that point. The interstate system was was being developed and created mm-hmm. right there around the fifties. Right? Eisenhower, Eisenhower, yeah, Eisenhower, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. They made it. Still. They made it specifically so. And that's like a whole another thing with the military. They made it to where like tanks and stuff and can fit underneath it, and, mm-hmm. and plane, planes can land. Planes on can stretches. land on the stretches. <laughs> yeah, they did all that stuff on purpose.
1: Yeah. So the electric car was one. That, the next one was like like super cool to me it was like man she's talking about
0: oh the value and, and
1: it was neat too because when, even when they were talking about the cars they were like she was like by 1990 we'll, all, will, the all the cars will be, cars electric. be electric yeah and then in the, ne- the next one she's like by the year 2000 we'll be able to go anywhere via these uh, these tubes that people can get in and the tubes what did she say how she, fast they went two, she you said 2,000
0: like, to 5,000 miles per hour yeah so
1: as you yeah, go to like Paris to uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Like that. Which is...
0: Mm-hmm. Which uh, would be cool. Which would be cool. And it's 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 cool that we had the science back then, too. Yeah. It's like, we ha- like, we've known about, like, if you suck all the air out of it and make it a vacuum tube, it can tra- it can traverse very quickly. Because yeah. air is the one that's slowing it down.
1: Right. And so, so what she's really referring to, uh, vacuum, vacuum tube trains, is basically Hyperloop. A Hyperloop. Yeah. The Hyperloop, which... Um, so, so two of the three things she talks about are Elon Musk's like babies, the yeah. Tesla car, and then Hyperloop, which is what he's been trying to do for a long time. Oh yeah, um, which would be really awesome if we could get that actually done. get that, that done. Would that would be done. really cool. That would be really good. Um, but Everett Everett is a is a very he's a staunch realist, and so he's like he's like, but wouldn't if by the year two thousand we had this Hyperloop, wouldn't it make the electric cars non-existent? and it was like that's just part of the whole like that's how they thought in the 50s like well that idea trumps that idea but then faye's like well i think you know the electric car would be where you would you know get around short distances and then the Mm -hmm. hyperloop would take the place of like trains and airplanes and stuff yeah long very long long distance stuff uh, which was cool
0: and then they have the the cell phone concept yeah. Where you get small assigned, screens? Yes, and, you get assigned a number at birth. And yeah, then you phone just, number for life. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> which, like, is,
1: which is kind of like, I, I've had the same phone number since I've had cell phones. Yeah, I uh, have too. Literally, like my old Nokia track phone. Um, <laughs> that was like my that's the same phone number I've had from then until now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that's 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 pretty neat. That's not, yeah, that's not too far off. The, there. the one thing that. That was really funny though when she said, She said, they, uh, yeah, and if you, uh, if you call somebody and they don't answer, that's how you know that they're dead.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, and he's like, Well, how, how do you know that? And he's like, Because everyone always has their phone with them. Mm-hmm. And if they don't answer, then they've got to be dead. Yeah. And, and that's I find that really funny because, like, that's the truth. I get so frustrated sometimes when I call, like, I call a family member or something and it's like, Every time I'm with you guys, you guys have your phones out nonstop.
0: Yeah, so and when I try to call try you, try to call you, you
1: never answer. And it's like, how does that like that? That's so annoying because you got it
0: with you. And Come then on all, and all so like Everett's listening to all of these things, and he gets to the cell phone thing, and, he's, and he goes, "Well, the two are still in the works now. Like we're still working on yeah. this." but the cell phone thing is this thing that's happened, and he gets to the third one of Faye listening to stuff, and he's like. I don't think this one's gonna work out. Yeah, he's like the like, first two I can see The first see those, two I can but, see but the self phone. Tiny
1: little uh, tiny little screens people Yeah, people are like nah, that's No way not
0: people gonna are gonna happen. do
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was, that was just great. That was funny. Yeah. I just couldn't believe that
0: he, <laughs> that he hit upon that.
1: Yeah, I found that was that was really good. Um, so that, that that ultimately is an Easter egg too, you know, in the grand scheme of yeah. telling the story. Yeah.
0: And then ever goes back to so she goes yeah, back so to the operators. She goes to switchboard. her
1: switchboard, and, and this is where we get kind of our first break. Um, that yeah. we, they once again they real they tell us that oh this is a TV show. They kind of zoom to that TV yep. look when she goes in and uh, she's doing her um, job. She's she's doing her job switching the phone lines, and she notices that a couple of the calls get cut. Uh, and the noise
0: is, and the noise over. Yeah, which
1: is odd to her, and then uh, then a caller comes through that is freaking out and she says there's there's something over my land um something in the sky and it's there's tornado like winds and i'm going into the basement and then right about that is where you hear the sound Mm -hmm. um which you can't find anywhere Um, they created this sound specifically for this film Um, they used uh human throat noises and uh and other instruments to create
0: a truly unique human throat noises Mm -hmm. that is a have you ever heard like Tibetan yeah, throat, throat singing? Yeah, I have. I would not have pegged that as this noise. Uh,
1: the Tibetan throat singing thing goes. It could take me in a totally different sidetrack. To like <laughs> but I'll tell you about that later. So we don't, <laughs> don't bore the audience. Um, but so the sound comes across, and then and then, boom! The call gets cut, and Faye Faye is super curious character. Um, oh yeah. At the beginning. When they're going through the paradox theater, um, and they talk about going the road of uh, science or myth, um, what what I think they're really referring to is is going the road of science would be the staunch realist. And going the way of myth would be um, the more open-minded, curious fay. Mm. So, so so the two got, characters mirror got Everett and Faye, and they mirror that, um, they mirror the beginning of The Twilight Zone, and, and this is throughout the whole story, I mean, yeah. so Everett is very much like, this is the, the Soviets trying to invade from you know, Mexico, yeah. this is Russia, you know, can't be aliens, because they, they, aliens don't exist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just the Russians, and they're gonna spy on us, and, and, Military, and this is right so. before, right before the Cold War, really, so um, that's in the back of people's minds and really in that time period too there's a lot of paranoia um, that went oh out. yeah and so this, so you see a lot of that in uh, in everett but so Faye's very curious and Faye's like what's going on well then then everett's radio show starts playing and she's sitting there you know all like googly eyed. yeah like, dr- oh, dr- everett's dr- on eye. on the radio and he starts going through the news and then boom the sound hits again and it interrupts his radio show like mm-hmm. it it starts playing instead of the radio show. And so she starts calling around, trying to see if anybody else is hearing things, and then she calls Everett and says, you know, hey, the sound interrupted your, your show. Yep. And oh, man. That's to the same sound call. I heard on the switchboard. Something interrupted my show. Let's investigate because uh, don't interrupt my... <laughs> Everett Everett definitely has a hint of narcissism. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, so he's like, well, I'll go back and see the sound, and so he runs it back hears it that's the sound um let's play it over the air mm-hmm. and see if any of the viewers are, are any of the listeners because this is a radio show probably. radio any of the listeners hear it um, or so it recognize it recognize it yeah and so they do that and then it cuts to another little um shot of the tv which is them zooming out on an old school radio which was another alien reference yeah. because, like, the radio looked like a UFO with the little dots it, on the bottom. Yeah, it, it was looked really like, good. And it's so, like, that was another little symbolism, another little uh, symbol towards the, what what could happen at the end. Um, the, then, like, the oscilloscope flashes, and you see this light that comes across that looks like a, a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, then they get a phone call. Um, they get a phone call. From a guy named Billy, who oh, yeah. is really, at this point, he's the third real character in the in the show. Although we never see we Billy. We never see Billy. Never see Billy. Just his voice. Um, and so Billy calls in and starts giving him his story. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good story.
0: Yeah, um, he's a really good storyteller.
1: Yeah. Um, Billy starts talking about... Uh, his Work, experience in the and military and the secretive. So, so this is so. The story. I think I said it earlier. Takes place in um, the town of Cayuga, New Mexico. Um, which I believe it's implied through Billy's story that it's really close to Roswell. Mm. And I believe that's ultimately what. Billy's and that story older lady also says that
0: they love this place. Oh yeah. The yeah. older lady, when they get tired, yeah, she's like, "They love this place." Yeah.
1: Um, and so Billy's talking about how he got put in this group. that got kind of secretively taken out to this, uh, basically a crash site, mm-hmm. and they dug this giant hole to put this smooth, giant object larger than an airplane object into the ground. And they built these glass chambers with air ventilation. Um for this thing um, that ultimately started causing people to get sick yeah. from radiation uh, similar to radi- radiation poisoning um, which to me really did sound a lot like you know the Roswell incident where the, the, the true story of the Roswell incident because it's 100% factual aliens crashed here we took all their stuff hid it from the world Paul, Paul's brain churning <laughs> <laughs> just kidding so, um, although I really do hope that it was real I really do hope it was um, I just wish we knew about it
0: We I could get off on a huge tangent right now and so, I'm, holding, here. I'm holding it back same right now here. holding uh, it back
1: but so, so we think Billy in the story is, is leaning towards Roswell where as the story goes aliens crashed the government came in and covered it all up um took their stuff studied it learned from it created stuff um but so so billy says that you know another guy that worked with them made recordings of this sound and this is the same sound that he heard on the radio um and that he sent copies out to people and one of the copies ended up in cayuga yep and there's a like really neat scene where like
0: Everett's kind
1: of looking at Faye, and and Faye's like, I know where this is at, I know how to get into the library, everybody's at the game, nobody's going to even know I was there, and Everett's like, okay Faye, go get it. Yeah,
0: and I'm around. thinking,
1: I'm thinking, last thing I'd want to do if I thought that there was aliens in the sky was run out in the open by myself, but, oh my gosh. So, so Faye's still at the switchboard, she, bolts. she bolts out the door, which is a common theme with thing
0: Yeah, she runs everywhere. <laughs> she <laughs> likes to run. She ru- uh, She runs with a baby. She run. She this girl. This girl should join track, if she was allowed to.
1: But it was 1950. Yeah. 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 And She's not allowed to. Not do that. allowed to do that yet. In yeah. 1950.
0: She should have run track though. Uh,
1: which is really neat. So so once so she finds the so she. she they ultimately zoom out again to the TV and you see, you see her riding a bike that mm-hmm. so Faye, so Faye's labeled as a goody goody too. And so she stole a bicycle in order to, to get, get there faster. So she steals a bicycle, goes to the library, gets all the tapes that she can. Um, and, and she, she comes, comes out, out the door and, and boom, Everett's there with a the car. And <laughs> then she's like, did you steal that car? And he's like, no, it's so-and-so's and I'm just borrowing it. I'll take it back later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Okay. They just leave their keys in the car in 1950, and he takes his car. So, so they get in the car and they drive back to the radio station. They start putting the tapes in, listening for it. Um, they have Billy on the phone. Faye's like, "Hey, Billy, uh, which tape is it?" And he describes what a tape looks like. Yeah, and they're all the same. <laughs> they all look like that. Click. They lost the call. And so the only way they can get Billy back on the phone is if Faye was back at the switchboard. But she's not down the road.
0: Because she's at the radio station.
1: Because she's at the radio station. So they, they they decide, well, we'll wait. We'll go through the tapes. See what we find. Um, while they're looking for tapes, we get a little bit more character development. Everett starts talking to Faye about going to college. Getting out of Cayuga. And I, in the 1950s, just like today, which is some people's option, they don't. Always get the ability to go to college if, yeah. if she could afford it.
0: Yeah, go to college, and that's it's said it's said. clear
1: that Faye's a very intelligent, curious person, um, who really needs to probably go to college. But she ultimately is telling Everett that um, I could probably get go a, to a bigger city and get a work a bigger, bigger switchboard, and and it's kind of sad that like that's what she has planned for herself, mm-hmm. like. I'm just gonna work a switchboard because that's what women do mm-hmm. we work switchboards <laughs> and and it's clear she's she's more intelligent than than um, than most you know yeah. girls at that time you know really were concerned with boys and working switchboards apparently and so uh, she she's she was destined for for more
0: um, she was fascinated by it
1: yep very fascinated well so then boom they get a tape that sounds just like... Just like the sound they hear and confirms Billy's right. Whenever it confir- says that, it's clearer and it's yep. It's
0: more clear on the tape. Yep. And then he decides to put it on the radio again.
1: Yep. Uh, not quite yet. Not, not yet. right away? Not, not right away. Uh, oh, no, he did put it on the radio Yeah, he did put it on the radio right away. Um, you put it on the radio right away and you hear it for a couple seconds and then pff, power out. And there's like this this is where I thought, "Oh, we're going to see an it. alien."
0: Yeah. I yeah. thought,
1: "Holy crap, he's going to like that that switch and it's going to I can't remember the movie now. I think it was called Fourth Kind. That came out within the last 6 or 7 years. Um, but that was about about aliens visiting and there's a scene in that movie where I think everybody in the theater screamed really oh man when this alien pops out of nowhere, and everyone freaks and i thought he's gonna light that lighter and right behind him is gonna yeah, be an alien, alien face and it was gonna be great like i could i could feel like the, the hair on my neck i was like i'm ready for it not gonna scare me this alien popping out of nowhere but then it didn't happen it didn't and i was like oh cool so we're not we're still not relying on action Mm-hmm. Still it's dialing. still just characters, though. and it's it pitch black dark, and they dart out of the uh, the radio station, and Faye is freaking out, and she's like, "I got to get back to the switchboard," and so she, she does she does what she does, <laughs> takes off running, <laughs> and Everett's just like, "We have a car, I got a car right here," <laughs> so Everett gets in the car and takes off down the road and he's looking for Faye and he finally gets to a point where oh, there! she gets in the car and he's like, what are you doing? You know, why are you <laughs> running? Got a car. And she's like, well, I'm not used to driving in cars. I don't drive in cars very much. I just walk or run everywhere, mm-hmm. um, which is a small. sign of the times.
0: Yep. So yeah. it, sign of the times is also a small town feel too. Absolutely. So, so, if everything's within running distance.
1: So she gets gets back to the switchboard and it's lit up like crazy people calling let me connect you let me connect you let me connect you let me connect you people are freaking out there's stuff in the sky they're seeing stuff in the sky we'll report it to the state police click 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 Uh, and then this car pulls up outside there's two people who who they seem to maybe at least know a little bit like acquaintances yeah they don't necessarily specify that they're friends uh, but they're like oh have you seen it it's outside of town we followed it into town, um, so people are seeing things in the sky, more than just the lady who called earlier. Um, yeah, and, that's all we know at this point, too. Yeah. Like it's
0: just, there's something.
1: Something up there in the sky. We mm-hmm. don't know what it is. Well, then about that time, the um, phone rings. She picks up the phone, or she she's getting ready to connect this person, and this lady says, um, I need to speak with the guy at the radio station. I've got a story that's very important, and I think that he would want to hear it. And so so Faye connects him over, uh, or calls for Everett, Everett's here, let me get him, We'll talk to him, and this is where we meet the next character, really the the fourth real character, even though we just met the friends who really played super small parts, but we meet our fourth character via her voice at this point, um, Mabel. Mm -hmm. And Mabel has this story that she can only tell Everett. And she's got to do it in person Yep. because she doesn't rock, walk real well
0: Yeah, that's anymore. what she says. I
1: don't walk real well anymore, so I need to come here. Here's my address. You're going to need the key that's under the pot that I leave for the boy who... Uh,
0: gives me groceries.
1: Gets her groceries, yeah. Um, so small town feel again, you know, trustworthy people. You're talking to somebody you don't know. Here's where the key to my house is. So, yeah. So gets the address, 1616 Sycamore yeah <laughs> and uh and they head off that way um the two friends that are still there they're like hey we're gonna see if we can try it, it again track it and and uh everett Everton and faye side. they're going to mabel blanche's house
0: blanche blanche i i immediately think of golden girls old lady golden oh, girls there you go
1: that's it she even looks like blanche she does look a little bit yeah. like blanche So they get to Mabel's house and uh, they unlock the door. They walk in. It's dark. It's Uh, creepy. Very creepy. They didn't
0: even say. They didn't even say where. No, they just open the door door and it's quiet. Walking through the house, it's dark.
1: Say like, I'm back here. And but then when they start walking towards it, you start hearing her saying
0: like gibberish,
1: nonsensical gibberish. Mm -hmm. Um, Which according to so according to the director. He's pretty sure it can be played backwards and might have some meaning, but I did happen to play it backwards and I can't figure it out. But I'm, okay. sure I'm going to keep doing it until I can figure it out because I'm sure that there's some speed, rate of change you can do that it's gonna you're gonna hear it. Um, and it's gonna say something. Oh, something is probably a joke or something. Yeah, like that. but another. So she's hearing. saying yeah, she's saying this this phrase over and over and over. Um. And uh, and so they've got they've got their nice recorder, which is funny because they're on their way yeah. over there and 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 he's like oh why did I get this why did, why didn't we use my recorder, and he's like well your recorder's not good enough, uh, or she's like is my recorder not good enough for you, and he said no your recorder's good nice but it's not broadcast quality like this one Here's yours is more, is of, more a of a toy, <laughs> and and he's like I'm not trying to hurt your feelings but I hurt a lot of girls' feelings, and she's like. Maybe if you weren't oh, such a jerk to girls, you wouldn't hurt their feelings. <laughs> and he's like, "God, you're on a stick with me tonight." It's just like these two are destined to to be together. Right? Yeah, and just hilarious. They're definitely and so. They they're recording once they get into Mabel's house, and and ultimately we find that they're recording what she's saying. Um, at all times. At all times, and so so they sit down, and they they're getting Mabel's story, and Mabel tells the story of her life. Um, this is where we learn that she believes the people in the sky uh, are what is ultimately up there. Um, we learn about the train of people that, yeah, that when the train came to town, this train um, coasted to a stop and it was empty. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was this um, kind of beat up ratty lady that wandered into town shortly thereafter that was supposedly on the train. Um, but then she stayed at a friend's house where Mabel was staying as well. And she's the one who started saying this phrase in her sleep. And shortly thereafter, this lady disappears, steals a horse and they, they right call off. her like the old the horse, which, witch.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so she rides off and, and then she advances into her story to talk about her son, Hollis. Um, uh, who she had out of wedlock with which is frowned guy, upon which is frowned upon they talk about that yeah, as that's well. um their husband eventually dies i think like he gets electrocuted working on power lines or something like mm-hmm. that But so we learn the story of hollis who i think it was when he was she she tells his age in months
0: she says 10 months Ten and then, months, and then yeah. it was five years, and it was nine years. Nine years, yeah.
1: So at ten months, he starts speaking his first words, and it was the phrase that she heard the old horse witch was saying in her sleep,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which which I think she said frightened her yeah. a little bit.
0: And then he started doing it in his sleep.
1: And then he started doing it in his sleep at at, a, at the age of five. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, at the age of five
0: she started writing it down
1: and that's when she started writing it down mm-hmm. yep and uh, and then at age nine he started say he started or she started saying the phrase to ask him about the phrase and that's when she noticed that when the phrase was being chanted he closed his eyes and looked up at the sky
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then... Broke the trance and he was fine. Yeah. But then later that night, he walked out the front door 150 feet and disappeared. Yeah. She said she, nine.
0: she said that she followed his footsteps. 150 on her, feet, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and she could see it clearly. And then all she of a sudden bent. they
1: stopped. And so, so she believes her son was taken by the uh, people in the sky. Mm-hmm. And She thinks that they're communicating. She thinks that they control everything. Yeah. They control the way we think, the way we act, um, the way wars are started. All as a distraction to keep us distracted from them and what they're doing. And then ultimately she asks Everett and Faye to take her with them to the ship, which I found very interesting because like, yeah. it was almost like a, I've com, I, it was almost like, they've already communicated with me and they told me that they're going after you guys um because that's where they shut the power off and um you're gonna be at the ship later so take me with you um so i can see my son and and ultimately at that time everett the staunch realist is like nope uh let's get out of here this lady's crazy this lady's
0: nuts but Faye is still like he doesn't even take the cards
1: yeah she's like here take this with you and if you encounter people tonight say this phrase And it'll prove my story's right. Yeah, and he's just
0: crazy. Dismissive. Let's
1: get out of here. And uh, and so they're in the car going back, and uh, they meet back up. Oh no, they go, they go outside to the car, and Faye takes off running again. Yeah, she remembers. She has got to run. She's afraid that her sister Maddie. Oh, um, because.
0: because they had called in earlier and the line got cut. The
1: line got cut. So she was worried her sister was supposed to be being watched by a cousin. Yeah. I can't remember the cousin's name. Ethel. Apple. Cousin Ethel was supposed to be watching Maddie. And it couldn't get through to Ethel. Um, and so they, She just remembered it. They run, she, she runs to go get the baby.
0: Whatever. Gets in the car. Pulls the car around. So they go to, they yes. go to the
1: friend's house to get the camera because he's the only guy in town that's got a camera I guess. And they <laughs> walk in and she barges into her friend's house who's in like her nightgown and got her nightcap on. And uh, which is not very flattering scene. <laughs> but so she runs upstairs in her friend's house and grabs the camera and her friend's like, what's going on? And that's when Everett pops in and is like, Faye, what, what's going he yells up the stairs and and she's like, who's that? And she's like, oh, it's Everett. And then it's like, oh, gosh. Oh, googly eyes. Um, yeah, it's Everett. Just start oh, the, smiling. Radio, the radio boy? And she's like, yeah. And, and uh, she runs back downstairs and she's like, you can't be in here. I'm in my nightgown. And he's like, I really don't care what you look like in your nightgown. <laughs> Not interested. Being Sonic. a jerk again. Yep. <laughs> and they go back to the switchboard. Um, and yeah. there's a call, and it is ultimately it's Ethel and she freaks out on ethel why'd you leave maddie alone well they didn't really leave her they left her alone in the house but she was on the roof with the boy um looking at the thing in the sky there's something up in the sky and so there's a confirmation from a family member hey there's something up there and that just about then the two people in the other car their two acquaintances come back and they say hey we know where it's at it's outside of town get in the car let's go and so Everett jumps in the car, Faye jumps in the car with Maddie, yep. and they hit the road to go find this thing. And this is kind of where we realize Everett, they're like, what did you learn from Mabel? Everett's saying that she believes that people are in the sky. There's people up there. Um, and he kind of says it sarcastically. Mm-hmm. And and then I think he realizes, let's test this theory out. With, with The tape recorder that Mabel's- they recorded had... Mabel sang the chant, and so he re- fa- he recorded re- it back, rewound it back, um, started playing it, and the two people in the front seat, just like Hollis did, they start leaning their heads back, and it's assumed that their eyes are closed, especially because they're driving, and
0: yeah, and not uh, a good thing to have like your a semi eyes closed, or something so, yeah. comes, comes by, and
1: so then I think they both realized, holy crap, this is real, this is legit. There are people in the sky. They mm-hmm. break the trance right before they get smashed by that truck. And the guy pulls off to the side of the road. Faye wants out of the car. She wants nothing she's to do done. with it. Nope, she's done. See ya. And she does what Faye does. She, she runs. It. She runs. again They're outside the town already. Right? Keep that in mind. Where they said that this the alien, the people in the sky were. Mm-hmm. She books it into the this field, into the woods, and um, they come upon a clearing. Everett's chasing her with the recorder. He gets to her. Faye, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Well, then you see Everett's eyes kind of go forward, and they zoom down on the ground, and it's burnt. hmm And the, the trees, trees are, are burnt. Like, literally just burned. Still got red embers on all them. Red embers, yep. And they look up at the trees, and there's a round break in these branches, and yeah. this is, this is where Everett is like, they're here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my God. they the really here. And, but still in your head, you're like, does he think that the aliens are here? Or does he think that the Russians are here? Yeah. Still kind of don't quite know. And, and then they go to go back to, I believe their acquaintances, they go to go back to their acquaintances. And, um, Faye's running with the baby, Baby, they, they stop in this open field because I think they realize, oh crap, they're in the woods.
0: Yeah, they where this s- happened. Where they
1: just were. And with the
0: trees and everything just broken. And
1: they stop, look back, do you think they're in the woods? And about that time, Everett turns around, and boom. Yeah,
0: the action shot now.
1: They see it. They see... This round dark object with lights, and and then it starts spinning and moving, Mm -hmm. and then we see the big guy,
0: the big one that comes. The real
1: big. So I think that the hole that Billy was talking about in his story earlier was probably dug for one of the small guys. Not yeah. Mabel talked about too that when when all the people at the game come out of that game tonight. She talked about the people in the sky liking to isolate people. Um, when she starts talking about that in her story, and she says when all those people come out of the game tonight, they're going to be gone. I thought she meant, just like the train, they were going to take all the people in the whole town from that game.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And so, but then then she talks about being isolated. I thought and, she
0: talked about isolated because now Everett and, uh, Everett, Faye, and Maddie. Maddie. Are all are all alone in a field
1: right next to the ship, yeah. but this ship they show the ship going up, and then once that ship gets up there, um, you see the the whirlwind, like the tornado-like wind that um, the lady in the call earlier, and they're all kind of holding together like a family. Which really, if they get taken, they 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 become family. Yeah. Um, but I think the assumption is that. And this tornado-like wind sucks them up. And uh, then they cut to
0: the, the people game, at the game. Game letting And they're out. all
1: walking out. So none of them got taken. Um, but then they flash back shortly thereafter to the footsteps in the dirt, which lead right to the tape recorder, which is the only thing left of mm-hmm. Everett and Faye and Maddie Because he dropped um, it. He dropped yep. it during the whirlwind to hold on. Yep. And... Uh, And the footprints just disappear, Mm -hmm. and
0: uh, that's how it is.
1: Cut to black. Yeah, yeah. Well, not
0: cut to black. It finishes with uh, the twilight zone, the twilight zone ending. It zooms back out, and the TV TV show starts over, like the ending as a normal twilight zone
1: episode. Yeah, and so so just a couple of things that, uh, that I, that we skipped over, um, that I, that I found as, as Easter eggs, um, before we, before we wrap up our ultimate review, but, uh, the radio station ever was that, um, WOTW radio. Um, my first, when I first watched it, uh, uh, so I, I listened to a lot of Howard Stern. I think I mentioned that in a couple other episodes. Um, and talks about radio all the time because that's where he got his start. And so that's that's how I knew radio call tags. And uh, anything west of the Mississippi, um, the radio call tag um, has to begin with a K. Anything east of the Mississippi has to begin with a W. Well, they're in New Mexico, way west of the Mississippi, Sorry. and their radio station is WOTW, W-O-T-W. not KOTW. Now, the Easter egg there is WOTW, which the, the reference, the connection to the story is War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, which is the 1897 story written by H.G. Wells, which then became the 1938 radio show, radio show, War of the Worlds, where they played it over the radio... It's and scary. people really believed that they were being invaded by aliens, which is yeah. really neat because this is how this story the story is. is... Like they're playing us over the radio. People start talking about aliens. Um, so I, I found that as a really neat Easter egg. Um, the other one is a real deep dive. Um, yeah. And it's really just because I, I I think I I probably only caught this reference because I've uh, I've watched uh, E.T. over the. The Coronavirus Shutdown. It's a really great movie. I, I like E.T. I like alien things in general. Too. I do too. Um, in in the movie, in, in Vast of Night, when they get the tapes from the library and they get back to the radio station, um, there is, in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, you will see um, what looks like a small movie-sized poster um, for Peter Pan. And uh, in the movie E.T., um, when Elliot is hiding E.T. in his closet while his mom is reading a story to his little sister, uh, Drew Barrymore. Um, his mom is reading e- uh, reading Peter Pan to his sister while he's hiding E.T. in the closet. Um, this is the scene also, it might be easier to recall, Elliot picks up a saw blade and cuts his finger, and E.T. Um, lights his finger up and boom, instantly heals his finger. Um, so it's that scene if, if, uh, if you want to go back and take a look at it. Um, but then the last Easter egg that I kind of found was the music that's played in the background. Um, the kind of psychedelic Doors-ish style yeah. song that's played in the background um, uses the same three notes um, that's used in the opening theme for 2001 A Space Odyssey, the 1968 movie, um, which if you haven't watched it, it's a really hard watch. It's a very boring film, yeah. um, but still, um, this movie I think ultimately is just an homage to uh, previous the director's
0: love, loves. Love, love, love,
1: yeah. yeah, loves of alien type movies. I think I think he even did an interview where he said if you were gonna watch a movie before and a movie after. Because they so vast of night was released on Amazon, but it was also released to a lot of drive in movie theaters because it's a really good drive
0: in That movie. would be a really good drive in movie. Um,
1: and he said if you were going to pair it with another movie, you know, you could either um, prior to watching vast of night, you could show invasion of the body snatchers and then vast of night, or you could show vast of night first, followed by Ridley Scott's Alien. Um, oh. And those were the two movies he said those would be the ones to pair it with, yeah, um, which is which is really neat.
0: Um, it's like one of my favorite movies, Alien. It's, it's, it's nice. good,
1: yeah. It's great. Um, you know, and we talked about Prometheus the other day, which mm-hmm. you know, really neat, really neat series too. Really neat world that Ridley Scott made with the Alien series. But oh, yeah. uh,
0: um, symbolism all over that one too. Oh,
1: everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. Um, but just a, just a couple of notes. Like we said earlier, this was Andrew Patterson, the director. Uh, the writer of the film this was his debut uh, mm-hmm. what he a, did a very good what job. a great debut i mean everything everything about the movie was well thought out it was very well filmed great dialogue yeah
0: my wife really had the...
1: awesome long shots
0: yeah the lo- oh my god there's
1: the long shot sequence
0: <sighs> that that's has... really
1: right smack dab in the middle of the movie which is also kind of a makes you feel like oh this is you're the you're the alien going around town looking yeah because it's to it's capture.
0: one gigantic long shot and yeah, there had like, to be some it's like serious four minute
1: long shot there had to be
0: some serious coordination with people to get that thing through because they go through a basketball game they go through crowds they go out a window they go down a window like it's like a second story window they go through
1: yeah it's it's a very amazing shot and uh um really really well done um and then they do they do talk about um <clears throat> race as mentioned a couple times too and in this time period in the 1950s oh, yeah. race was still a big issue and faye when she gets to her job uh at the switchboard first she's talking to the lady who's she's re- uh, relieving of her duties um who's going to go to the basketball game tonight you know they face a team that yeah you know, has indian uh uh People like of Indiana native descent. american mm-hmm. descent playing on this team and she, she's like oh we're gonna get beat because you know they, they're they're a lot bigger and stronger than we are and you know we're gonna get beat if yeah. they got if they've got those guys on the team and it
0: starts off with it starts off there and then and then with the billy conversation billy billy he's like why have you not ever asked him why have you not said this stuff before and billy says well, "It's because i'm black
1: and nobody. Would and listen no one to me. will listen to me yep. at
0: all. And then Billy talks about how it was like the people who would do these secret details for the military were black and Mexican people because, because it's easier
1: for people not to believe them. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, people wouldn't listen to what they had said.
1: The to say. the not, the neat thing was Everett. Everett didn't seem to mind. Everett was nope. like, I kind of assumed that, um, which you know, at that time, I guess, yeah, assuming like. Um, I, I think assuming is, is a hard thing to do, but, um, uh, we kind of assumed that, um, when he's his first black caller to the radio station, which yeah. was, which was neat. I mean, it's very unique. Um, but he didn't care. He didn't mind. Yeah. It didn't matter. It's good radio. You. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Good radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so right. Race was brought into it as well. And, um, just overall really great, great film um
0: yeah it had us it had me and my wife on our edge of our seats
1: yeah we, we talked about during the Watchmen about the two characters and we couldn't remember the test name although it, it, it ends oh, up, yeah. up here on the wall um if you if you didn't know but faye is a character um certainly so the test is called the bechdel wallace test and it's um faye's character is a good representation in the, in the 1950s um at that time women didn't have a lot of um they weren't allowed. They weren't allowed to have a lot of uh, their, flexibility. In yeah, their life. like they they were the they were the homemakers, the mm-hmm. Like didn't have a lot of jobs. You know, didn't go to college a lot. They were the homebodies. And, and the the Wallace test. Um, she certainly <laughs> talked about men more than yeah, she talked about herself Everett, a, lot. a lot. She didn't talk about herself unless Everett forced her to talk about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, ultimately too, I think that. This movie's a good movie um, to kind of, it, it kind of teaches you the art of listening, um, both with your eyes and with your ears. Um, that's how we were taught as kids. Some part of the, with your eyes and ears.
0: yeah, some of the, some of the entire movie is done in black and it's just you listening. Just,
1: yeah, just to, so, so it was when he was talking to Billy mm-hmm. and they were talking about, like, the moment Billy starts talking about, like, they kept us in the dark,
0: the yeah, screen goes so black.
1: And and we as the audience are kept in the dark, like Billy was kept in the dark, um, for the remainder of a sequence, um, which is you know really really just
0: uh, great. Uh, great great compliment directing. on yeah. Yeah,
1: filming and directing and um, so just really a great overall movie. I would encourage that you guys watch it. Um, I, I know think... I, I watched it three times in the last week, uh, mostly because we were doing this video. But it, it, every time I watched it, I feel like I caught
0: something more else.
1: and more and more and um it's just a really good really good story overall
0: i'm i'm really hoping that he doesn't the director does not quit i hope he keeps yeah i hope I, he keeps going i
1: would love to see like a string of movies that are you know maybe not exactly the same i would love to yeah. see what happens to those characters yeah um, but i would love to see um a string of movies that are done in that anthology style like twilight zone so mm -hmm. keep paradox theater going um and give us give us some more stories maybe if you do do a story down the road maybe you do a continuation of like here's faye everett and maddie as adults
0: yeah um, you've come come back back or something like that
1: and um but they don't really specify like were these aliens were these like they humans from the future? What what Nothing. so it could be anything. It's just you know, People it's up to your sky. imagination, just like uh, just like the Twilight yeah, no. Zone stories were. Well, so.
0: at the end of Watchmen too. Watchmen yeah. it's yeah. it's the up to you as the yeah. viewer. That's right. What happened. That's right. What you think happened.
1: But so with that being said, we can we can kind of jump in and uh, and wrap things up. So. Right. So. so this is our review of vast of night um, we we hope it leads you to jumping on amazon prime watching it if you yeah. don't have prime
0: make sure it's your HD. just
1: like hbo max you can jump up or jump in and get a trial, yep, trial watch right. watch the film or you can buy it and watch it at home if you don't want to pay a monthly service mm-hmm. fee but um i would highly encourage you to watch it um i think i'm going to see if any of the drive-ins around here
0: have it i think it'd be, be really a great really drive to, to go Could you imagine that film. over the radio or whatever because like the drive-in they have the radio yep. that'd the be, audio would be super cool
1: yeah it would be really neat Yeah. Um, and maybe, so So when we were talking prior to starting this, when we were talking about the new Twilight Zone, maybe we could maybe we could uh, do some of the new Twilight Zone stuff with Jordan Peele, since you haven't seen any yeah, of that I stuff yet. Um, or maybe just some Jordan Peele stuff in general, because I think all his movies tend to lean a little Twilight Zone-y. Um, uh, we can do some of that stuff. Twilight Zone expert, was a huge uh, influence on me. That's uh, um, what, what kind of assignment should we give them this week? To watch Fast of Night and see if they find some Easter eggs?
0: An maybe an easter egg we didn't know about.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so go watch Fast of Night. That's of course the first first thing. Second, see if you can find an easter egg and uh, mm-hmm. and send it our way. Uh, we'd love Something to hear it. Um, but I think I think that's all we've got for today. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll sign off and.
0: Uh, L- yeah, sign off and. So okay. uh, next time, keep looking up.
1: Looking up at the stars.
0: <laughs> see ya.